Welcome to All's Fair in Lava and Floor. I'm Amanda. And I'm Anne. And we're here to talk to you about everybody's favorite obstacle course game show, Floor is Lava. And this week, our special guest is my good friend and Amanda's new acquaintance, uh, Stad St. Fleur, who um, is a game show enthusiast and also in the game show industry as a challenge producer. Is Is that accurate, Stad? Yes, I yes. You know, I realize my microphone was muted. Wow, oh. what a great start! Oopsie uh, doodle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that is uh, that is true. Uh, that sounds amazing. What is that? <laughs> what is a challenge producer? Yeah, uh, a challenge producer is a lot of things, uh, sure. but mainly it is a it is a person who uh, is tasked with. Sometimes coming up with the ideas for a challenge for a game uh, or different challenges for a game, uh, then working with different departments uh, to get the game executed to the best of their ability. There, uh, I was a challenge producer on, well, my first challenge producer credit was for a show called Double Dare. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Are you trying to say that? Like, the oh, you know, nobody's heard of this double dare? No, no, it's, it, well, it's, it's funny. It's funny because not it, it, when you mention that to people, you get one of two reactions. It's, oh, my God, you worked on double dare or what's that? I was taking a sip of water and I almost spit it everywhere. I got so excited. Uh, so, yeah, I worked on I worked on the re- revival of double dare for two seasons. Season one, I was a I was an AP and season two, I was a uh, full-fledged challenge producer, which we actually, um, <laughs> uh, we were nominated for an Emmy for that season, which was very exciting. That's so um, cool. We lost to well, Jeopardy. I mean, you know. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it, it was it was really cool to be nominated, uh, especially for me, uh, having it be the first show I ever challenge produced getting a a a nod for that is is very exciting so that's something that will never go away that Um, is and hopefully there'll be more of those to come at some point yeah that's really cool now i feel very special that you're coming on our our (laughs) goofy recap podcast don't even worry about it five minutes from now you wish i wasn't here oh that is never going to be true (laughs) but but uh, there there are a lot of different things that a child producer does uh it's it tends to be a very collaborative it should be a collaborative effort um and then depending on the show uh depending on the show you may have different tasks so for I'll, i'll use double dare again as an example um, I was tasked with producing all of the toss-up games for mm-hmm. our show. Sure, Those right, are the right. ones that play at the beginning of every round. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means coming up with a list of all the games that we'll brainstorm together. Then we'll test those games out. Uh, videotaping those ideas with, with testing and, and doing a lot of testing of the games to figure out, well, how many seconds do you get for this? What's the goal? That sort of thing. Uh, sending that over to network so they can see and approve or, or make changes, writing the rules, working with the art department about how the props are going to look, what the, the, the look of the, the challenge is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then on the day of making sure all the, the, the necessary items in there and ready to go and then executing the game to the best of your ability on nice. the day of. Um, but that's generally 
what a challenged producer does is they're they're the ones that come up with the ideas uh, again in a collaborative effort and then bring those ideas to life from start to finish. That is so cool. Uh, I feel like you're going to have hopefully a lot of very interesting uh, insights into this because uh, there are a lot of questions we have had about things that probably would have been at least something you would know about uh, Mm -hmm. for this show overall, but especially this episode. Uh, So yeah, in this episode, uh, it was the planetarium level two. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was one of the ones where they they had uh, buttons that had been safe in the previous one Mm -hmm. and now aren't. I was like, (laughs) I mean, I guess that's a choice. But uh, especially because like, it's so clear in this show that they're like, okay, you should mess with stuff in this room, <laughs> right? Like, I guess I'm kind of curious, Stad, what do you think about like that as a mechanic of like overtly telling people there's buttons to press, there's things to do in this room, and then making the big red button that you can see the moment you walk in the room a trap? Well, it's interesting um, because one of the one of the questions that I had from from the producer standpoint is what's what do they brief them on right um, mm-hmm. so for those that don't know um briefing basically is the the period before the challenge where you tell the contestants what the rules are um and what the objective is so you know i know they walk in they're like oh my gosh look this is so amazing i would hazard a guess and i could be wrong uh, i would hazard a guess that before they do the challenge they get to look at the course beforehand um just to kind of see where everything is uh, and and kind of come up with a plan and that sort of thing. I think the idea that the button is now like a, a trap, uh, whereas previously in the previous level, uh, it was there to help is actually, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I actually, mm-hmm. um, full disclosure, I watched level two first and then went back and watched level one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, just to see kind of what the differences were and there weren't there really weren't many other than well now this button gives more lava uh, yeah, instead yeah. of launches a rocket uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool and I, I think it was very interesting the way uh, that the teams kind of approached that uh, spoiler alert all three teams hit that button mm-hmm. yep um, and which is more than did in level one which yeah. is very interesting. Oh, yes. One team didn't hit the one on the on the uh, on the launch pad the for uh, uh, when they went through. I didn't realize that. Is yeah. it just because they didn't go over there? No, they went over there. I just think they were a bit nervous about hitting it. Um, so my assumption would be they know that the button exists, but they don't tell them what it does. Yeah, so, yeah, they definitely other, don't know what it's going to do. They don't know what it's going to do. Otherwise, they would they would hit it immediately when they get in there. But it's so enticing, mm-hmm. you know. You you've you've got to hit it. You got to find out what it does. You know. <laughs> so I don't blame yeah. them. Uh, interestingly enough, the one that's on the uh, the capsule still yeah. is good, quote yes. unquote good. Yeah, yeah. It's just harder to get to. I um, feel like it would be mean to make that one do something. <laughs> bad oh, for sure yeah, yeah i mean like don't get me wrong the the lava exploding isn't terrible right it's like okay it was gonna do that 
any way. Yeah, I mean, it it could have been worse because in in even though this button is now technically a booby trap because it triggers this lava, the rocket is in the upright position when you come into the room. So it's not yep. like you know this this rocket isn't going to come up and make it easier for you to have to to use it. Um, right. You know, so like they could they could have made it more diabolical if it's like the rocket's not going to move and we're going to spray you with lava. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. It it could have been much worse it was a good thing that you know it it really wasn't doing anything that bad but the one on top of the uh the shuttle like that is so hard to get on Mm -hmm. whoever is the last one to try to get off of that basically doesn't right because it's unstable because there's no one to help you stabilize it uh whoever stays on it the longest is generally not going to get off right uh to have the button on top of that obstacle be a trap would be, I think, overly cruel and kind yeah. of out of the spirit of this show, probably. I, I would 100% agree, uh, although I wouldn't put it past Keith and Anthony. So, <laughs> um, um, it, I mean, the room itself, by the way, looks amazing. It's mm-hmm. super cool. It's very, very cool. Um, Can uh, I tell you? Okay, I want to circle back to like, so the first team that was on this episode were the Bostonians uh, and they were caricatures of Boston people. Uh, And I have a friend whose husband is a football fan, but he is first and foremost above all things, a Tom Brady fan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so their commentary at the beginning uh, where everything was about Tom Brady, I was watching this and I was texting my friends to be like, Oh my God. These are the most Boston people I've ever seen. They've talked about Tom Brady in the first like three minutes they were on twice. Mm-hmm. And then when they came in the room and they saw the planets, one of the guys goes, where's all of Saturn's ring? On Tom Brady's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I hate love you. This is, <laughs> this how, is so much. How do you, how do you feel about Bostonians? Uh, in general, like I think they're pretty cool. It's just... You know, the New England Patriots are a team you're supposed to hate if you care about football. Right. And Tom Brady in particular can Mm -hmm. be a little, a lot. And now he doesn't even play for them. So I spent a lot of watching this, like watching those guys do their run being like, Tom Brady doesn't play for New England anymore. What up? Like, I wonder how you guys are feeling. So so I'll start by saying, and I'm guessing uh, Anne has not told you, I'm born and raised from Boston. I wanted um, you to bring it up. <laughs> yes, I, I, figure, I figured. I figured. I figured there was something in there like that. Yeah, I just wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised. I've been out here for in LA for ten years. Um, I saw those guys walk in, and I saw their their uh, their their um, their opening package, and immediately I was like, I hope these guys don't win. I hope they fall in the lava. <laughs> this is. I mean, I did definitely have the thought of like, these guys will be intolerable to every single person they meet for the rest of their lives <laughs> if they win this show. This is this is the thing, though, is that uh, you, you say that they're caricatures of Bostonians. I would like to I would hazard to say that mm, it's more more accurate than you think. it is. <laughs> and, you know, with their with their Tom Brady's and I, I'm, I'm watching actually their, their opening packages on the screen right now. Um, this is the first time in a while where I've seen a 
someone had they had to put a smiley face because one of them was giving a middle finger in one of their pictures oh Oh, i didn't even notice oh yeah i i did see that but i didn't write it down which 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 i thought that's hilarious to me that's that's (laughs) That, that is, is really great. peak Boston. It's it's yeah. very, and, and they got the footballs and everything, and their backwards oh. hats. And I mean, you know. even in their like exit interview, they let's talked go to about Dunkin' what, Donuts. They <laughs> talked about what Tom Brady would think of their run. Oh yeah, like I was like, you guys, you don't know Tom Brady, and he doesn't know who you are. But you, <laughs> but, but but that doesn't matter. It's I it's know. it's what Tom Brady represents. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a concept. And and in that and in that sense, totally get it. Tom Brady mm-hmm. as a person, don't care for him. But yeah. Tom Brady on my fantasy football league, beautiful. Love that yeah. guy. He's fantastic. I want him. I I love him all the way. I'm a so. I'm a caricature of a Wisconsinite, and so I get Aaron Rodgers every year. Um, so <laughs> I have no grounds to stand on making fun of these guys. Uh, right. So, <laughs> but so like it was very interesting to watch them play because like yeah they're definitely they definitely want to win i feel like you can tell which teams are there because like they want to be there they want to win they want to do well and which teams are there because they just want to be on tv hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah oh yeah, yeah I, know sure. what I, mean. I feel like you end up with yeah basically like one of two things they are either you know just having fun with their friends right. or they're trying to ham it up right exactly and and it's funny because as they as they drop one by one slowly mm-hmm. it becomes more and more real to them oh shit <laughs> if i don't make it like we're done um yeah. and it's to me that's that's hysterical yeah um so i'm not gonna lie when all three of them fell into the lava i breathed a sigh of relief <laughs> so, yeah um but they were very, they were entertaining they were entertaining but they, they did exactly what i thought they would do they're bostonians they're gonna be a bit annoying uh you know they're gonna be talking in their accents like this and i don't do a good boston accent by any yeah. means so don't even expect it. aaron keep does an amazing one. Oh, darn um, i was gonna ask you to say this part's hard uh <laughs> oh this part's hard this part is so hard you know uh it's 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 wick it's wicked hard it's wicked hot. <laughs> Rutledge so, tried very hard to do lava in a Boston accent, and but the Boston accent, I would argue, is maybe the hardest accent to do if you are not actually from the place. I, I think you can't. I've heard a lot of people try, and and it's just mm-hmm. it's just hard to get right. It it's so obvious when you don't know what you're doing. Exactly, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, the flow is lava. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, I'm watching again, I'm watching them right now and like their technique is okay. Um, from that standpoint, but they, they were entertaining to watch, but I'm, I'm, I I will say, I, I think the, the, the right team won this episode Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think they definitely, I think you're right that they definitely lost confidence because by the time only Anthony was, was left, he had that whole conversation with the astronaut and then the lava And then he just slid. He just slid just right slid, off. Slid, slid it right was off. just such a like slow descent. It was. Like, <laughs> it was. Like, it was very. It was a very gifable moment of like. Yes. Yeah. Here's here's me giving up in this moment. Can we talk about for a moment some of the amazing deaths that happen on this show? Um, <laughs> yes. Because like, so so I'll, I'll back it up. I know that there's got to be rules in place about what counts as you being safe versus you mm-hmm. being in the lava. Mm-hmm. And I will assume that if a producer says you're out, you just got to let go and go. 
You know yeah. what I mean? So so then then it's your it's your time to shine. And some of those some of those deaths are hysterical. <laughs> yeah. So so good. And I They're just so I love I love how everybody is in on the joke. So yeah. to speak. Yes. They're in on the fun. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's a fun game that you played as a kid. Now you're playing for ten thousand dollars, which is not a lot of money, which honestly, in my opinion, is the right amount. But everyone is in on it. And and I I think it's just it's just the right amount where like, okay, I want to win, but we're here to have a good time. Yeah, Uh, I just think that that's so great. Like we've talked about this a few times and I think it always bears repeating that like it, it is such a fun, lighthearted show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody buys in. Like, everybody, everybody buys in while they're on it. And, like, it's just so nice yes. to have that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think aside from the money, like, there's there's a, a course design question here, too, of that kind of being the sweet spot between being challenging, um, you know, and, and being just mean you know it's mm-hmm. not it's not a right. it's not a fundamentally cruel course it's a very challenging course like um i mean they do say at the top that they think this one is the hardest of of the of the courses at least on this show right um, yeah and but but then you know you you watch the guys from boston and they're they're pretty fit guys they they seem like they would be able to attack it with some confidence and they all get eliminated and then we get to the second team which is some kind of midwestern looking siblings you know mm-hmm. like sort of Mm-hmm. Uh, like regular people and and they they honestly they did really well they yeah. did very well i think i mean i think with the the bostonians the confidence is probably what got them right mm. because like they didn't they didn't hesitate very much i mean i guess i'm thinking specifically like the key uh was was it it was alex who uh tried to get onto the the shuttle in the middle the yeah capsule, and just yeah. And, and just and just slipped because he didn't test it at all before mm-hmm. he got on it. And basically, everybody has been taking the time to test it uh, until then. Like mm-hmm. it, it's too suspicious not to, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Like you see that it's not touching anything underneath; it's floating, and that would be enough. Um, and so, like they had confidence for miles versus the siblings were being extremely careful were actively like trying to guide each other mm-hmm. uh like really communicative in a way that like the guys were more goofing off and chatting than like helping each other yeah. well yeah i i would i would even take it a step further and say that something that the siblings did the bostonians and that did not was teamwork um mm-hmm. the siblings were together for I want to say more than half of their run before they lost somebody, um, and it really I mean it really is, is a testament to how not only difficult this room is but how well this room is designed. Um, yeah. It kind of it kind of just kind of shows that you need to have that kind of teamwork. You need to be able to work together if you mm-hmm. want to get as many people across. I mean, up until that point, and they even mentioned this in the, in the episode, only one person had made it all the way mm-hmm. from start to yep. finish. So eight people died. They're just gone. <laughs> um, They're just gone. Uh, uh, but they, the, the siblings really worked together as a team, um, both both in terms of, you know, guiding themselves and physically with, you know, mm-hmm. helping hands yep. and that sort of thing. And they really did a very good job. It was only at the very end when um, Stacy was basically on her own, I believe, right. on the capsule. Yes. Yes. 
Um, the the other two got off, and she had been like helping keep it stable and helping make sure right. that they got off safely. And then they just kept going. Yeah, and I was like, "Stay there, help her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somebody help her." Well, admittedly, like the rock that she needed to get to from where she Wasn't was, huge. it was so small. I don't. I think that the the tactic that they had been using up until that point, which was really clever, of making sure that there was always a hand there to stabilize when people were yes. moving from one obstacle to another, like that made a huge difference. But in that position, on some of these obstacles, even on the other courses, there's not necessarily room to do that. And you can't, and it's, there's definitely like, I mean, I I don't know what the strategy is of jumping off of a moving object so that you don't lose your momentum because it, it pulls you from a vertical position that you need to be in to land to like horizontal, right? Like as it tilts you backwards. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know what there is that you can do about that. Maybe nothing. Maybe it's just going to get you. I mean, I mean, Professor Anne is absolutely correct. Um, (laughs) I, 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 I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head there because I'm not, I don't know anything about physics. But it's just it's very, very interesting to see how, um, you know, the different teams interact. And again, I'll go back to the design of the room yeah. makes or breaks the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, at the beginning of the episodes, they 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 show you different routes that you can take, um, uh, which I think is very, very clever. Um, uh, OK, so just to, like, acknowledge it, there is a third team that played in this episode. Yes. They did extremely poorly and all fell very quickly. Very yeah, quickly. I feel very it was quickly. heartbreaking. I mean, like as soon it as was. they introduced like, them, like they introduced them, and it's so far into the episode, it was like, oh no, because I already love these people and I want them to be the ones who win, and clearly they can't be. Yeah, there's. It's just not no a way. great sign when they introduce them and they cut in two minutes into their run. Yeah, that was so weird. They jumped in and they'd already been going, and I was like. Well, oh no what's happening mm-hmm. and then i mean for me from an editing perspective i can see some stuff you could have snipped out that was in to give us like them getting into the room personally but what do i know i've been editing <laughs> a podcast for six weeks uh and that's my experience well i wonder if i wonder if it was because the first couple of minutes were not that exciting Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's just it. If they, if they spent the first couple of minutes just kind of surveying the room, and we've already seen that twice. That's true. Because at that point, we're we're pretty intimate with how the room works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they first came on, I was so excited mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. because it was a an all girl team, and and they were called the Triforce Heroes, and they're like, we're here because we play video games and we like video games. And I was like, this is going to be dope. And then, yeah, it's just a bunch of like slipping really quickly. And all three of them are out so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I guess technically uh, our our very last one, right? She Kaba made it. Just, um, Kaba, who was the I think she was maybe the tallest. She made it pretty yeah. far. Like she was mostly able to just step between those obstacles, which was impressive. Right. But then um, she she uh, she wiped out, and then her teammate Tierra, I think, um, she mm-hmm. hit the flat Earth, and it was clearly already really wet from from yeah, that yeah, lava blast. Yeah. And she, I mean, it really looked like it hurt. <laughs> like yes, I mean, because she she fell at such a bad angle um, that it was it was a very dramatic fall. Um, it looks cool in slow motion, but I feel very sorry for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it was one of those things, too, where it was partly short because they were like, we know that they're mathematically eliminated. Right. 
and so they also cut it because it was like you don't need to see anything. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I also then wonder if um, I, I and I, her name escapes me. Hold on, I'm scrolling to find it. Uh, there was Kaba. Uh, there was uh, uh, Tierra, Kaba, and Diamond. I, I, yeah. I also suspect that Kaba did not make it. Otherwise, yeah, we yeah they just cut. Their, yeah, we probably would have seen their run earlier in the episode. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I mean, yeah. she was... Not had it be a mathematical elimination thing. She was at the, the capsule alone. I don't know that she was going to be able to finish the room from there by herself. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, which is one one thing I'm like, oh, I wish I could see what happened. But obviously, mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, when you know yeah. that they they can't win, there's no point in watching them anymore. Yeah, um, so right, I get exactly. That. Um, they should have let them plug their Twitch channel. Like these girls, definitely yeah. at least one of them has a Twitch channel, and they should have. They should have gotten to drop it. Like, yeah, I think there may. I think there is a. There's a legal issue with that. That's fair. Oh. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but these days with the internet, it should not be too hard to find them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Maybe they got so- to you know tell Rutledge Wood. He's he's yeah. he's subbed now, you know. He's, push them he's over watching. the edge. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Which can we talk about? Can we talk about the host for a second? Yeah, let's do it. Um. Uh. Uh. Admittedly, I had not heard of 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 him until this show, and <laughs> I'll take it a step further. I didn't know what he looked like until the end of the first episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, didn't the first episode have him in like? The weird painting, the weird sexy painting. That was I, later. That was a few episodes in. It wasn't in the first I don't one yet. That. Okay. I feel well, like I would have put that in the back of my mind, like, oh yeah. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it just really stuck. You out would to remember me. the sexy painting, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would have. Um do do we know uh any other claims to fame? Yes. So this is uh this is a recurring theme on our show yeah. of us saying <laughs> he uh did race car commentary. Yeah. For NASCAR, uh, and then also on the American version of Top Gear. Oh, yes. that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. I think I actually had heard of him when the uh, when the the hosts for the the U.S. Top Gear were announced. I think I, you know, read some kind of press release or something about that in uh-huh. Variety or wherever. Yeah. And so, so the name because it's a distinctive name for sure. Yes. Yeah. It definitely is. Yes. I have a lot of respect for the name. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you uh, gotten on the show yet? No, that is a having Rutledge Wood on this show would be one of the most horrifying things probably in the world to me. <laughs> I don't know why it scares me so much, but uh, in a previous episode, we discussed me literally having a nightmare about it. Oh, <laughs> Holy crap! So you know, okay, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, well, you know, my subconscious is really special. It was a it was a stressful uh, episode to begin with because my boss was also <laughs> on it. So that um, is stressful. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can I can totally understand that. So, Stad, do you have feelings about Rutledge Wood, and and what what are those feelings? Since this seems to be our our recurring topic, is that all yes. of our guests have had very strong feelings about him. Here's the thing, Anne. Um, his commentary keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that some of the some of the puns are are just groan worthy. <laughs> They're cringy. Um, uh, which is, I mean, props to the writers. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess for me, it, it, it's just almost a okay. This he's just kind of 
narrowing what's going on and uh uh, you know, putting in some jokes here and there and then at, on occasion, you know, kind of reminding us of, you know, some of the pathways that they can take or mm-hmm, uh, some of the special mm-hmm. stuff that can happen. So it, he does a very good job. I wonder if they will use him more so in season two, because I, I, there's got to be a season two for this. I, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I, it was so popular. I, I think, that first I week. think it was so immensely popular uh, and, and no one was expecting it to be as popular as it was mm-hmm. um, that there's got to be a season two for I it. I want one so bad. They taped this at an old, empty Ikea uh, store. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was really, really cool. That was the biggest sound stage that they could find. Um, I, I, I remember Keith was talking about it. But I know they were trying to find a place to do it, and uh, they they managed to do it at the uh, old abandoned uh, IKEA uh, warehouse, which I thought was pretty pretty sweet. Um, I I would love to see him utilize more uh, yeah. if the show were to come mm-hmm. back. But I I also understand that at the end of the day, the star of the show is the room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the room and and uh, Rutledge actually pair very well together. Um, and my hope is that as more episodes continue, um, that they'll develop or he'll develop a voice. Because um, mm-hmm. right now it's just, here's what's going on. Here's a funny joke about it. Laugh, laugh, laugh. I'm here at the end. Here's your lava lamp and $10,000. I would love for just like the rooms, I'd love for Rutledge to have more character uh, mm-hmm. infused uh, as a host because he can clearly can do it and does a very good right. job. Um, yeah. So hopefully in the next season uh, they can, they can, um, you know, expand on that because it, it does a very, very good job. Maybe, maybe give him a cape, you know, like maybe that would make him feel kind of more powerful and more interesting and like more, it's more sort of tied to the, the mythos of this, this house that's full of lava. Yeah. I've become very, uh, invested in the idea that this is like his house that he's messed up somehow yeah. do they do they lean into that no no although although i will say i have seen some photos there was an article an interview um that the producers did and there were photos of some of the contestants on what appeared to be a full course which is outside of the house which seems to be the approach to this this house so there there are obviously there are parts of this mythology that we have not seen that they have come up with. So like heavily implied. Oh, no. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to change episodes just for a second. Um, cuz right. there's one cuz cuz I know I know we're talking about planetarium level 2, but uh I I had to watch level 1 just for context, which seems kind of mm-hmm. weird. And I have to say of the two of the two sets of teams that were on the, uh, in that room, I vastly prefer level one to level two. Interesting. Of uh, of the teams or the room of the teams. And... Uh, the room the rooms were for me the rooms were pretty much identical except right. one button lifted up a rocket and the other button fucked you over. Um, right. Uh, but I I I I fell in love with the Mama's Boys. Yes. Absolutely okay. fell yep. in love with them. <laughs> Um, that team in particular was, um, that is an example of a team that the way you saw them on TV is the way that they are in real life. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Like, yeah. no, absolutely. That's, that is that is who they are. That's how that's how they act. That's how they talk. That's how they interact with each other. It was very real, and they are all working very well together. And I, I, I I'm going to take it even a step further. Um, it's really, really, really nice, um, for me personally to see young black, you know, uh, 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 men and women. In, in such a in such a great light like that uh with the mm-hmm. with the gamer girls in this episode was another great right. example uh, unfortunately yeah, they didn't make yeah. it as far but right. again it was another example of like these are just everyday people they're all good friends they all hang out together um and you know ultimately it, for for the mama's boys it, it was very funny because they were ragging on one of them and he ended <laughs> up being the only one that made it yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so happy. Which was so great. It was it was absolutely amazing. Um yeah. and and uh so I, I I really what one thing I really appreciate is that in each episode, at least the ones that I've seen so far, there have been three very different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so to show that, you know, anybody can play that almost anybody can play this game. Um it, it really doesn't matter you know, what your background is or, you know, what your, you know, financial status is or your education, whatnot. If, if you are able to jump and move around and do stuff, you can play this game. Um, yeah. And, and you can keep it real. Uh, and I, I, I love those. I love those boys. They were easily my favorite. Uh, and I could yeah. talk about them for another hour. I know that's not what we're here to do. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we're always here to surprise them because I think every everybody has said that we've talked to about them has said, oh, yeah, those those guys were my favorite. And I guess I think best. they're the people that, you know, I mean, you can watch people who succeed at this or not. But um, at the end of the day, I think you're really pulling for the people that you would want to spend time with on some mm-hmm, level that, yeah. that have like a good energy. Um, and I think they have they have good energy. I think we've talked about them in almost every episode since yeah. they were on because <laughs> They're just, they're just like the peak of what I like about this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just get to really enjoy it for what it is, yes. which is like just this small, simple game that has been blown up to like a cartoonish level to make it really extra fun. I, I agree. Which I just I adore. Can I we can so we much. just talk about for a moment the end of that episode when they found out that they won and how <laughs> genuinely shocked they were? <laughs> yeah. It it <sighs> it melted my heart. Um, yep. I, I it just that's the kind of stuff for me in in game shows in particular that I love. One of the reasons why I love doing what I do because working working on a game show is supposed to be a lot of fun. You know, we're we're here to play some games and give away some money and stuff like that. And the the kind of the mantra that I have is I'll be working on this show again tomorrow or the next episode or the next mm-hmm. episode. These people that come and do these games. And come see the shows. This is probably their only time they're going to do this. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that the contestant experience be an amazing one. Because they're going to carry that with them for the rest of their lives. And you can tell, win or lose, that the people who are on the show have a great time. And that speaks not only to what the show is, but who works on it and how they run it. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, I... I have a weird question for you, knowing that you have like some industry knowledge. Go for it. Uh, the ending. They're all clean. They're all, you know, in the same outfits. What sort of turnaround do you think that is exactly? Like, uh, you know, how how is that orchestrated? So, um, 
So the clothes for, for number one, I, I would hazard a guess that the clothes that they're in are provided by the show. So they'll mm-hmm. have more than one set, right? Yeah, that, so, that was what yeah, I was We linking. were assuming there were multiple sets of yeah, clothes. So I would yeah. assume yeah. There, were, there were multiple sets of them. Um, and then in terms of like how long until they find out, um, I mean, these runs are no longer than like 10 minutes, you know? Right. So, so I wouldn't say it's very long. I would I would hazard that maybe they get each of the men and tell them how they do and whether they win or lose. They record all three and then, you know, pick the winner, you know, sure. show the winner. Um, yeah, that makes uh, sense. Another another thing I know that some shows have done before is. Um, OK, uh, lifting the curtain just a little bit. Uh, I was a page there uh, like basically it's an usher for um, Last Comic Standing. And on the finale of Last Comic Standing, because it's not live, what they ended up doing was they recorded the they recorded the finale, the finale ending twice, one with each finalist. And then when they air the show, you find out who won, which is what that was something I speculated about on this. I don't think that's what they do. I don't think I that's, don't think it's what that's they not do. what they do here. It's it clearly you either know if you won or lost. For example, if everybody fell in and I don't know if this has happened yet. Has has there been an episode where everyone has fallen in? Yes, there have been teams where everyone fell. All three were not... all three teams. Oh, we're all three sets of teams. No, I yeah. think there's always been a winner. There's always yes, been at least has... one person. Although in a lot of the cases it's only been one. I want it like I I'm I wanna know what in the rule what are there in the rules if everybody falls in. Do I would assume it's whoever Whoever wow. got the Actually, furthest, I don't know. The Maybe fastest. it lasted longest. Yeah. Well, there there are a couple of things. It could I mean it could be whoever got where, the furthest point. Sure. Um it could just be everybody loses. It could just be everybody loses. Um, We're keeping our ten Gs and our what lava up? lamp. <laughs> but I just, I'm just curious. This is, well, what if everybody falls? Do you do do they do more than three teams? You know, and it's yeah, and they yeah. only show the best three. Well, some episodes they only have two. So like we have many. There's questions. already a certain level. Right. Yeah, I have so many it, questions. It's, there's so, it's in the world of the world of uh, of challenge uh, and production is wild. Um, yeah, but I so guarantee you there are answers to all of those questions. Yes, I I'm so excited to learn that. Uh, <laughs> so, Stott, it kind of sounds like these are people that you that you know personally that maybe we could make this happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm throwing uh, you under what, the bus what, here. What 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 gave you that idea? Um, <laughs> well, I would say it was the name dropping of of just like first name yeah. basis with your like oh well you know I I trust these guys to make a good close show. close like, personal oh, friends me? that you have maybe sat next to at a sandwich <laughs> counter or something in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, so two of the executive producers on the show are um, Anthony Carboni and uh, Keith Geller, who are. Two very fine gentlemen. They they wouldn't say that they're fine, but I would. <laughs> uh, that that I've had the pleasure of working with and knowing for for a little while. Um, uh, they, along with a bunch of other uh, great people, uh, put this uh, show together. Um, Keith, uh, Keith, and I met when we were doing development for a separate show uh, that also was about. Uh, it was a physical based challenge show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Anthony and I, oh gosh, 
Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's what it was. It was for Separation Anxiety, um, which mm-hmm. was a show on TBS uh, years ago uh, about uh, couples and friends that get separated. Um, one of them thinks they're playing on an Internet game show for twenty five hundred dollars. The other one knows that they're playing on a real game show for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So it was <laughs> cool. it was it, it was part um, part game show, part hidden camera show, which was freaking hilarious and if you ever get a chance to watch it please watch it uh it was years ago but you get to see me uh ride a, a, an inflatable dolphin with my friend uh, oh i'm sorry i need to trucks. google this right now so yeah we're uh, uh, i'm just gonna separation uh, uh, <laughs> anxiety you should not have told uh, us about this uh i do a lot of crazy stuff on that show uh but that was the that actually was the first show that i got an ap credit on and uh anthony uh anthony was a part of that show um and I think we may have crossed paths on a couple other things, but um, I'm going on a bit of a tangent. But yes, I, I do know, I do know those dudes. Um, okay, I'm I'm just gonna put it as I hope, I hope this has been a fun experience for you. That you know you might want to share with your friends. <laughs> you know, in case you were uh, talking to people and you were like, "Gosh, it was so fun to be on this show." Well, well. Um, I I did send a link to Keith, um, and I'll re- hold on. I gotta I gotta read you his response. His response was, uh, "So great. Let me know if they want a special guest on their show." Oh my god! And he's and I said for real they would love that. And he said totally. This is great. But yeah, I, I he 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 is um um very very funny. Uh, so I'm I'm so proud of all the work that they've done on the show. It's well deserved, uh, and I think yeah. it came at a very very good time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's perfect. Definitely. You know, it, it, it with all the crazy stuff that's going on. And I know that this is not the the point of this podcast, but with all the stuff that's going on right now, it is really nice to be able to kind of almost literally escape into a fantasy world for you know yeah. half an hour, forty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not not the point of this podcast right yeah. like i personally wanted to do this show with Anne because i wanted to to find something to celebrate and to ha- mm-hmm. like bring a little bit of light it- to the world because uh i like i like flora's lava a lot <laughs> it's a it's a great show it really is and um yeah. i never really talked about this on the show i don't think but i started watching this show very much on a whim um thinking that you know that it was probably not going to be my my thing but uh i I took a chance on it because i was having one of those nights where i was really really stressed out and i couldn't focus on anything and i thought i'm just going to watch something that maybe is not going to take all of my brain power and stress me out even more you know that's um people trying to save the world or whatever (laughs) i was like maybe maybe my bandwidth level right now is people falling into fake lava (laughs) and uh, and it was (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been really perfect for a lot of situations, and I'm I'm very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, well, uh, Stod. Yes. It is traditional on this show for us to ask our guests uh, who their like celebrity dream team for this show would be, with the caveat that you have to play also. So. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Ce- celebrity dream team. Okay. I think celebrity is flexible. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we're very loose with the celebrity concept. We had uh, someone bring Muppets <laughs> at one point, uh, and and uh, the Rock. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, we've got a we've got a wide variety of options. Well, um I think I want okay. So my team would have to be okay with two things. One mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to win. Like we want to, you know, we we would love to win the ten thousand dollars. But two, we just want to have a good time and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Uh, so with that in mind, because I I like to think that I would make it. I don't know. I probably wouldn't. Um, I think. Oh boy, this is this is tough. A, a lot of people. So here's here's the deal. Like. There, there are definitely multiple angles to come at this mm-hmm. from because uh, the people who have said The Rock have almost universally, because it has uh, been said more than once, uh, have almost universally said so that he can either pick me up and carry me or throw me. <laughs> uh, right. So you could be going for like some big, strong people right. or you could be trying to think of like some lies, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. dexterous people. Right, right. We've had uh, Tom Holland and Brie Larson. Uh, and there's also there's also the motivational factor. Like, are they just going to be really yeah. encouraging and help you get across the room? Right. No, that's that's true. I mean, the the thing mm-hmm. the thing about the rock though is, um, okay, I get being thrown across the room, but that's a big room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also considering that you need to have some sort of solid footing to even get ready to throw. There's not a lot of places to do that. So I feel like that that strategy is not working the way that they want to. Unless the unless. strategy is I want to be thrown across the room so that my death seems much more spectacular. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. I mean, there's a lot of angles to come at it from for that yes. too. It's like, is this for fun? Is this to win? Is this to entertain? I think one of my I think one person on my team would be one of the Bella twins. Mm, interesting. Um, from the WWE. Okay. Um, nice. Because they're both hysterical. <laughs> you know what? Scratch that. That's who would be on my team. That's. I was going to say, if you just um, pick one of them, that feels. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, yeah, that feels almost mean. <laughs> we. Uh, I. I should say we had them on. We had them on double day, <laughs> and uh, they were. They were down for anything they were down to play any game get messy get dirty do whatever it takes Mm. to win um but also very just very very funny uh and they're stronger than i am so (laughs) so just better in every way yes thank you thank you amanda for that appreciate it Uh, i like to really ingratiate myself to new people (laughs) uh, um that's probably who i would choose um um second place would probably be someone from uh the new day from wwe now to be clear i only know these names because they came on the show i don't watch wrestling i was about to say (laughs) did you hear the moment of silence after you said it where i was just like processing like i've got nothing no don't don't even worry that 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 is the extent of my knowledge (laughs) that's where it ends um uh the, the the new days is is this uh uh, group of three guys they are hysterical you know they're they're athletic and like okay they could probably do this but if and when they slip into the wall into the into the lava will be absolutely hysterical um <laughs> just the best dramatic deaths. yes oh yes uh, i i hope that before season two happens they do a super cut on youtube and put it on of just all the times people have slipped under 
Oh, absolutely. I'm that, sure they have it. I'm sure they have it ready to go. Like, of course you do. Yeah, they've got to. Even if it's just that they pass it around to each other and be like, you remember this? <laughs> Stott, it's been absolutely a delight yeah. to have you on. Oh, truly. thank you. I, I'm, I'm, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, and thank you for uh, for allowing me to, to be here and not hanging up on this interview. <laughs> of course not. Uh, where can people find you? Do you have anything you want to plug or anything uh, like that? Yeah, you can find me at my house because we can't leave. Um, <laughs> Truth. And that's totally going to track a year from now, too, when uh, people listen back to this. There's a pandemic going on, if you're not aware. No. Um, yes, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, all under the handle City of Stad. That's C-I-T-Y-O-F-S-T-A-D. Um, what else? Uh, watch Double Dare. It's canceled, <laughs> yeah. but we were nominated for an Emmy. So, you know, that's, that's cool. Um if you manage to find episodes of Separation Anxiety, God bless you. I will be looking. <laughs> um, uh, we will. Uh, I If we find it, I think I will tweet out a link. <laughs> <laughs> if you find an episode of that and you find me in a clip, um, I will personally Venmo you five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I just I haven't seen anything in ages. So it'd be wild <laughs> if you ended up finding that stuff. But uh, yeah, you can find Don't me. Don't challenge me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, I'm on all those. Uh, definitely hit me right. up. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> so... Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. On that note, uh, we've never mentioned, but we do have a Twitter account for the show. It's at Lava and Floor. Uh, and we have an email, uh, which is lavaandfloor at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, especially given the potential future of maybe some very interesting uh, opportunities to have questions answered. So please hit us up, reach out, and uh, a reminder that we are slowly but surely rounding the corner on running out of episodes of Flora's Lava to watch. Uh, and we want to do a couple of like fun bonus episodes mm -hmm. afterwards. Uh, so we're still interested in getting audio clips of kids talking about what they love about Flora's Lava. And, uh, you know, so if you have a kid in your life who would love to share we'd love to hear about it we'd love to feature that if we can and then yeah if you have any questions uh or comments or anything like that we'll see what we can kind of spin up to have a few extra episodes after the show is over mm -hmm. thank you to dr popular for the use of his track lava as our theme song uh you can find more of his music on Bandcamp, and we've linked that in the episode description thank you so much for listening and remember All's fair in lava and war. war! <laughs> we did it. It feels like such an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs>